Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Sharp Lessons, everybody. Another episode, lots of sports betting to get to after last week. Kind of had a little mini episode, Ben Wittenstein. Nate Jacobson, the professor with me. Nate, how you doing? Pretty good. Excited for the NBA Finals to wind down. Not because it's over, but just to see how the series plays out. The Warriors up 3-2. Game 6 in Boston, I think, just kind of tease ahead. We like Boston to force a Game 7 and win Game 6. So that will set up a fun Sunday evening. And then at the end of this show, I'll talk quickly about my U.S. Open picks. already have an article out. Follow me on Twitter for all my bets. But the third major of the year, wanted to spend a few minutes on that. Yeah, they uh, we've got a lot of golf, as you said. Love the U.S. Open. Not without its controversy, obviously, with Phil Mickelson uh, actually getting cheers on the, on the practice course. Yeah, I don't know how much I have to say about that. Um, he's a popular player. Seems like there's a, a lot of fans out in Massachusetts, in Brookline, Massachusetts, where the tournament's being played at the course called the Country Club. Uh, but I'm not surprised to see some of those players who had defected to the Live Golf Tour funded by uh, Saudi Arabia investment just because they're such fixtures of the golf scene for so many years, especially a guy like Phil, who in his heyday was going toe-to-toe with Tiger Woods. So that's um, obviously a big controversy and story with the golf this week, but looking forward to focusing on the tournament, and hopefully there will be a lot of focus on the tournament once the play starts Thursday morning in Massachusetts. Well, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Stadium Bets on Twitter. We'll be uh, we'll be taking a little bit of a break over the summer. Of course, we'll be back. You know, football season is going to be the big time for us, of course. But we'll be posting some videos on the Twitter account for some of the bigger games over the summer. But you know, we we need a little bit of time to to relax, recuperate, save up some money for the uh, for the football push in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably do some stuff. I'm sure midsummer, maybe July, we'll get into football. But after the NBA Finals, not much going on. So I think. Take a little bit of a break, recharge the batteries, and then start some football previews with college football major conferences and then NFL a little bit later in the summer. So uh, we'll be back for sure, and just make sure to follow us on all our social channels, Ben and me on Twitter, and uh, we'll tweet out some stuff and maybe an occasional joke or two. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes my picks are the actual jokes, so (laughs) that could also help. Um, and honestly, speaking of bad picks, Nate, game five of the NBA Finals did not go great for myself. I uh, picked the Celtics. I picked some overs and three-point props. I picked some players three-point over like Jalen Brown. None of those hit. And it really did not feel great to watch that happen in real time. But we're on to game six. We have a couple days in between the games, some rest, recuperation. It goes back to Boston. So Boston's at home, crucial game six. 
They're on the uh, they're against the wall. They really are. This is their moment. They yeah. lost two games in a row for the first time all playoffs. First time since March they lost two games in a row. Uh, and for me personally, I have to go right back to the well that gave me a loss in Game Five. But I think I have to be on the Celtics for this one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this series is playing out in terms of the zigzag theory, kind of how you'd expect uh, just between two evenly matched teams. Although the Warriors have won two straight, so I guess there was two straight zags, but I think it's going to go back to a zig, and the Celtics are going to even up the series in Game 6. I was also on the Celtics in Game 5, thinking they'd bounce back 7-0 and off a loss in the playoffs. Now they're 7-1, and back up against the wall, like you said, but the back up against the wall hasn't been an issue for the Celtics this playoffs. They faced a 2-1 and 3-2 deficit against the Bucks in the second round, and they showed up when they needed to in games four and six of that series. I think that they're going to do that again, along with the two game sevens that they already played. So I like them in game six. We'll see about game seven. I'm not going to want to, I don't want to think too much about it, although I do want to touch on something for game seven that you can bet on Thursday night if it does get to a game seven and Boston wins. But I'm on the Celtics with you in this game. I saw right after they lost game three, open Celtics minus three, quickly saw three and a half across the board. By the time I woke up Tuesday morning, Celtics minus four was a consensus. So we're not the only people who like the Celtics. And when it comes to the NBA Finals, we've learned that the point spread really hasn't mattered. And historically in the last decade, just pick the winner to cover the spread. Or I guess if you like the underdog, just bet them on the money line. And that's the way to go, depending on which side you like. But I don't have a problem laying four with the Celtics at the current price. Uh, I know some people might say, oh, let's take the minus 170 money line and, and parlay it with something. Just go ahead, bet Celtics minus four, minus 110 if they win. They're very likely to cover also as favorites. And I can see a situation where they actually could win kind of big in this game as Golden State knows that they have another chance to win the series game seven at home on Sunday night. And that's the thing. Golden State hasn't been the most definitionally based consistent team in the NBA. They definitely have their off games and they've had two really good games so yeah. logically, it makes sense that maybe we won't see the best out of the Warriors. They're going to be on the road. They're a better team at home. I think this really does have a Celtics, maybe like a double-digit win written all over it. You could probably get some pretty good juice on like Celtics by eight, Celtics by nine type of thing. I don't know if I would go that far for myself just because I, I'm coming off a really bad game five. But I do minus four is easily doable for me. Yep, I think there's definitely some alternate spread opportunities. Bang the Celtics minus like eight and a half or nine and a half, as you said, at, at bigger plus money. Um, and something to note with the Warriors, uh, they've had three situations in the playoffs where they were on the road with a chance to clinch the series against the Nuggets, Grizzlies, and then Mavericks. And they lost all those three games and needed to go home to win the series. Boston, much better team than all three of those. In my opinion, I think Celtics, I actually think the Celtics are a better team than the Warriors. So that also gives me a reason to like the Celtics and still give them a chance in this series, despite being down three to two. So I think there's a just based on the history of this or the trends of this playoffs with Golden State having trouble closing out teams on the road, that Boston has a chance to play very well in this game cover the spread, and send this to San Francisco Sunday night for Game 7. They need to just stop 
like forgetting how to score. Yeah, that, that's kind of the big deal here. Is they need to they need to get their offense right. And Ime Udoka, their head coach, said it. He talked about how offensively they're that's where they are the worst. They're inconsistent. They go through stretches where they can't score. Defensively, they'll be all right, and they're going to play really good defense. They have played some pretty good defense in the past. Game five, you could argue, is probably their worst defensive performance. But game six at home, the defense will be there. It's just will their offense show up? Some of the bets that I make, I'm going to say yes on that one, and I made those in game five, and they busted my butt for that. So I, I think we'll see a good offensive game from the Celtics in game six. I, re- I really do. Back home, I'm leaning the under on it, but I still think we'll see we'll see the Celtics actually finally come alive and play full four quarters of good offense and not a quarter where we saw them score eight points in nine minutes in the fourth quarter to lose in that game. I don't think we're going to see that again. Yeah, two really lackluster fourth quarters from the Celtics in both games four and five. If you look at game four, they have a chance to maybe get a stranglehold of the series, go up 3-1, and they just couldn't make a shot. I think they scored like six points in the last seven minutes, couldn't make a three at all. And then poor fourth quarter the other night after a really strong third quarter where they actually took a five-point lead at one point. I know the scoreboard looks like it was a Warriors-dominating win. If you look at the advanced box score, the Warriors dominated in the game, and they rightfully won the game. But there was a chance where the Celtics could have stole this game, uh, and they got a little bit out, out of hand early fourth quarter. So I think another reason to like the Celtics is they kind of just played their potentially worst game of the playoffs, or at least recently, probably their worst game of the playoffs, maybe like game one in Miami, but that was a real, uh, a lot of disadvantages for them in terms of rest and travel. I think we get a good bounce back performance from the Celtics. And in terms of the total, I would lean towards the under. Although my big bet on the under will be if it does get into game seven. And I'll mention that at the end of this NBA portion of the show uh, to bet the game seven under, uh, but because I like the Celtics, because I kind of lean the under, I would look towards the Warriors team total under as a bet for this game, along with Celtics minus four. And kind of correlated, Jordan Poole under points. I think when you have a game like this late in the series, a lot of people might want to bet the overs because it's the fun thing to do. But if there's a less projection of points to be scored, then there's a chance that or less chance that a player will go over his point total, especially if those numbers have stayed the same. So just based on the projections and if you simulated the game a certain amount of time, a lot of those players would probably go under their point total. So be careful betting overs at this point in the series, although I do think you're going to make some strong suggestions for overs for players to bounce back after poor game fives. Yeah, I, I like the under. I think the lean for the under is the right move. I, I really don't know how low this can get. But I would still probably go lower than even like if it gets to like 208, something like that. I just think as we progress through the series, and we've talked about this before, Nate, as we go through the series, the numbers and the pace of play are going to start going down just because it's going to get tighter. The teams are used to each other. The adjustments aren't going to be as effective on the offensive side. So the under is probably going to be a pretty good play, even at 210. I mean, we didn't see... We saw 107-97 in Game 4, and we saw kind of even a lower score in Game 5. I just think that the shooting is going to slow. The pace is going to slow. And both teams got here on their defense, so it makes sense they're going to try to end the series standing on their defense. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that the under did not go down even more. It closed yeah, to 10.5 in Game 5. It was a clear under. The first half was very low scoring. The third quarter, there was definitely a lot more points to make it look like it was a higher scoring game. But I I thought that it would go down a little bit more considering 
typically NBA playoff series as the series goes on, the total goes down. And historically, as like a game six and a game seven, it's usually a lot lower than what it was for games one and two. It is lower, but I think there's still some room to go down. If you do want to play the under and don't want to wait for the game seven under, that's going to be really low. Like I could see like mid 200s, then maybe you can bet the under here and get a valuable bet in uh, for that and then not get a number that's going to be really beaten down and, and banged on a Sunday with a lot of expect a lot of people to bet the under in that game, knowing the history of game seven unders in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, right when it opens, you got to hit it no matter where you are. Even if you're at a, at a Red Robin bar, you have to hit the under. <laughs> Yeah, That's I think Thursday night last, uh, last series. Yeah, I think the last few game sevens have been a Friday night, so it's been maybe tough for some people. I think I happen to be resting that day, watching the games actually, and and being able to bet the under at in reliable Wi-Fi. And uh, tomorrow night, maybe I'll just uh, kind of have a chill night, watch the game, and at about uh, 10:30, once the Celtics win, if they win, bet the under for game seven once those numbers start popping up. Smart. And I know you're looking at, like you said, the Jordan Poole underprop. I think that's a really good bet, honestly. he's He's been playing pretty well the past couple of games, but as we get deeper into the series, these teams are going to start to rely a little bit more on their stars. So we're going to see Steph with a little bit more usage. We're going to probably see Clay and Draymond with a little bit more usage. And, I mean, Poole will be there. He'll get his opportunities, but I just don't think he's going to be as involved as we've seen him earlier on in the series just because everything's getting tighter. The stakes are a little bit higher. They're, I don't think they're going to want to rely a lot on Jordan Poole as the series goes on. But that's why, Nate, I'm going to be hitting the Jason Tatum prop, and I'm going to be hitting his over in the points and the rebounds. I like 35-and-a-half. He's been getting double-digit rebounds the last two games, 11-10. and 10. I don't know if he gets double digits in game six because I think we see him be more effective just scoring the ball away from the basket. But, you know, a 7-8, even maybe a 9-rebound night for Jason Tatum, I don't think is out of the cards at all. Uh, I could see a 30-point game as well. His point total set at 27-and-a-half. So he's been scoring mid to upper 20s at times. This is going to be a bounce-back game for him. He had tired legs at the end of game six. You can kind of see he airballed a couple of shots towards the end of that game. So I really do like his over for points and rebounds. 35-and-a-half seems doable for me. Jalen Brown, too, over two-and-a-half threes. We're talking about bounce-back games. Went over for five. He went over for five. I, I think this is a good bounce-back game for Jalen Brown. He had good looks. It, he didn't miss because the good looks – uh, because he got bad looks, he just missed good shots, and he's a good enough player, a good enough shooter. He'll come back game six, and he'll actually put some balls in the basket with some open shots. Let's move on to golf. It's golf time. U.S. Open this weekend. You got some picks for us. There's obviously lots of news surrounding the PGA this uh, this past couple weeks, but the U.S. Open is going to be going on. A lot of eyeballs, one of the majors, of course. So who are some players you're looking at going into this one? Yeah, a lot of storylines with the PGA Tour, the Live Golf, which I mentioned before the sh- or earlier in the show, is the new golf tour funded by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So there's a lot of controversy because of Saudi Arabia's human rights record and players taking a boatload of money to play in this new tour that's supposed to innovate the game. But after the first week of play, they just had their first tournament. There was definitely a lot of uh, reasons to be critical of the just the sport in general and not so much the, the politics, which obviously is a big deal. But here it's take away the PGA Tour, take away Live Golf. This is a completely different governing body running the tournament this week. The USGA 
While the PGA Tour has suspended all the live golfers, the USGA is allowing anyone to play in this tournament as long as they qualified. So the Dustin Johnsons, Phil Mickelsons, Bryson's, and Patrick Reed, who haven't played in a live golf event yet, but are planning to the next time there's a live golf event, I believe Portland, Oregon, at the end of the month. So we're going to have a full field for this tournament. U.S. Open, known as one of the toughest tests in golf, I wouldn't be surprised if there's very few players that shoot under par for the tournament because the USGA loves to set up the courses. Very difficult. It's played at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. And I'll just kind of get into my bets for this event and go quickly because it's played on Thursday morning. So hopefully you'll be able to listen to this on Wednesday night and maybe make some bets if you agree. And I'll say that I wrote an article on WatchTeam.com where you could look at some of the reasons I bet on the certain players. But right now, and shop around for these prices, but I got Will Zalatoris at 30 to 1. I think the current best number is 28 to 1. I'd bet him down to 25 to 1. Colin Morikawa, I bet at 32 to 1. I'd play him down to 28 to 1. But I think that 32 to 1 is still available at a big American sports book. Uh, I think even though Morikawa is playing poorly, he's going to it'd be in a buy low situation here where he can definitely have a week with his putter where he can kind of flip. The script of what he's been trending towards as being a poor putter, but he does have two major wins. So at that price, I can't pass up Morikawa. Going down the board a little bit, Sun JM, 40 to 1. He's gotten beaten up pretty badly uh, in terms of the price. He was 66 to 1 before the week. Uh, he's been a popular bet this week, but I like Sun J a lot this week. Tommy Fleetwood, 55 to 1. I think there's also a 65 to 1 now. But Fleetwood has two very good finishes at the U.S. Opens in 2017-2018. Finished tied for fifth at the PGA Championships. They're going to take a shot at Fleetwood. Uh, and then Davis Riley, 70-1, to a player who I've bet a few times. He's a rookie on the PGA Tour. Played well at the PGA Championship. Going to take a shot on him. And then the long shot bomb, and I actually wrote up two in the article Adam Shank at 400 to one and Kurt Kitayama at 500 to one. I'm actually going to bet on Kitayama at 500 to one. If I also bet him with a Ooh. top seven each way on a specific site, an American sports book, where if he finishes in this top seven but doesn't win, it's a hundred to one payout. So it's mostly a bet just to get that big number on the uh, top seven. But if he wins, 500 to one would be a, a fun story to tell. Uh, one of my when I talk about betting uh, stories in the in the future so he'll be a legend um just to recap zalatoris morikawa sun jm tommy fleetwood davis riley and the super bomb that's not gonna win but would be cool if he did kurt kitayama there you go those are your picks and obviously you can find nate jacobson's work on watchstadium.com follow him on twitter nate jacobson one two you know you, you know the golf what can you say the, the golf's your sport yeah, it's been a good run in the last two years. Actually, I think it was like two years ago around this time, the PGA Tour was one of the first American sports to return after the COVID pandemic and started kind of focusing on that now um, or then and hit a few winners, gained some confidence and have been a little bit streaky the last year and a half where I'll get a few guys in a row in a week and then kind of go on a drought I'm currently in a drought right now where I think the last time I hit a pre-tournament outright was in February at the Genesis Invitational. Have hit some live bets or got a guy to a playoff. Like last major, Zalatoris had him at 40-1, to cashed out on him as he entered the playoff against Justin Thomas where he lost. 
But, uh, yeah, golf's a fun event. And if you have a guy on Sunday, especially at a major, there's nothing better than that watching him play on a Sunday um, in contention. So hopefully we can get one of those guys in the mix on Sunday afternoon in Massachusetts. There we go. Good luck to everybody on the U.S. Open picks. Good luck in Game 6. Hopefully there's a Game 7 for our picks to actually hit. That would be lovely. Good luck in Game 7. We may have something for for Sunday. At least I may put out my picks in an article. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But be on the lookout for that at Stadium Bets. I will add, for Game 7, and I think we mentioned it earlier, but make sure to be there Thursday night to bet the under Game 7 yes. as soon as it opens. It's going to go down. It's probably going to be a, a real rock fight game if it does get to Game 7, just based on how Game 5 went. And for parts of game four, especially the fourth quarter. So that's my one tip for game seven. Hopefully, I, I have Celtic series price. I bet them before game five. So I'm not sure if I'm going to even add more money on the Celtics. I'm pretty invested on them to win the series. Hopefully, they win the next two games. And uh, especially tomorrow, game six, um, where Ben and I already have some money on the Celtics at minus four. So good luck to everyone and the game in Boston, and then also the golf tournament just down the street, or I don't know where in Massachusetts it is, but I assume it's close to Boston. Yeah, it's a small state. Everything's down the street there. (laughs) Yes, good luck, and uh, we'll be back, of course, some point during the summer, and then once football season starts, we're, we're going everything to the wall, so it'll be exciting. 